welcome to the Vocal Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Lee Martin-Thomas. Join me and my guest speakers as we discuss their journey with their voice and how they use it to support their passions and professions in media, education and the performing arts. My guest this week is singer, entertainer and Reiki master Ian Geist who I have to say is one of my favourite human beings. Pre-pandemic, Ian has been performing as a professional singer and entertainer for many decades. He's what I would call an all-rounder because he can do his magic anywhere. Clubs, bars, private parties, restaurants, festivals, corporate events, and he specialises in the swing, crooner style of entertainment. He loves his 50s, 60s, 70s music, some country music, and he performs a tribute to the music of Cliff Richard. Today we cover a variety of topics around voice, what it is to sing and entertain others, and how we can enjoy being in the moment together. Ian has a wonderful view of life and helping others see things from different perspectives to help nurture love and a positive mindset so you can achieve whatever you want to. I hope you enjoy listening in on our conversation. I feel like me getting you on the podcast today is going to be like the beginning of a series of Ian episodes because there there is no way we can get out your wisdom and all the fun stuff we're going to discuss in in an hour. Mm. It's just not, it's not going to happen, is it? Uh, Yeah, I'm not really a, (laughs) um, I'm not a me person. I I like, um, it's a learning, isn't it? When you, from when you're young and you think you know everything, you get older and you think, no, I know nothing at all. (laughs) And you think, I wish I knew all the things I know now. I find more now I'm really interested in people on an individual basis. Mm. I'm not interested in, like if I was to talk to a big crowd of people in a seminar or something or some kind of discussion meeting or something, I wouldn't be interested at all. Mm. But if I could talk to someone one-to-one to see how they're feeling, what's working for you? Yeah. That matters to me enormously because you make so many mistakes in life and you learn from them, hopefully. Yeah. And you think, oh, I can impart that wisdom on others. So is it wisdom or is it just thinking, well, I've made so many mistakes. <laughs> if I could help this person not make the same mistakes, that'd be great. But we do all have to have our own our own journey. Yes. Don't we? Making those mistakes. It's all very well saying, oh, don't do that. But they've got to learn themselves why they shouldn't do it. You sort of feel as you get older as well, you just want to help out the younger ones, don't you? Like, oh, let's just... All day long. If only they knew what we know now, you know, you sort of want to pass on the wisdom, but... You go, well, it's part of their journey to learn it their own way sometimes, isn't it? I think that's what you're saying. Uh, yeah, you can you can plant the little seed in the back of their yeah. head. The individuals have to pick it up for themselves. They have to learn it themselves because otherwise, it's like when you say to a child, don't touch that, it's hot. Mm. Until they touch it, they don't know exactly the connection between you saying don't touch it and going, oh, that's hot that, I won't do that again. Yeah. You, know, you can tell someone not that's to do a, it. That's a very interesting thing that you brought up because that exact thing happened with my daughter. Uh-huh. That exact thing happened when we were, uh, she was, a, oh, I think she was about eight or something. And I was taking a baking tray out of the oven and putting it on the top yeah, of the yeah, oven yeah. to, uh, and I said, Phoebe, don't touch that. And she went and touched it because I think she was being a boundary pusher, you know, when you're about eight and you're, you're starting to push yeah. those boundaries. And she yeah. wanted to learn that for herself and ended up blistering her finger. And I looked after her yeah. and I thought, you know, yeah. yeah, okay, you can't, they have to learn for themselves. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can impart wisdom and, and opinions and, because a lot of it is opinion based, mm. isn't it? It's, and it, it, it's, it works for you, but it not, might not work for the next person. So you can put that point across and think, well, it's okay. We can, we can sort of give you the benefit of my, this opinion here. And, and they might say, uh, 
yeah, but that's your opinion. That's fine. Well, just have a think about it. Don't. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm never, ever saying I'm right. Yeah. Ever. Never, ever. But this is what I feel. This is what I think. Mm. You know? But you've got to learn it for yourself. But try it out. You know, think outside the box. Don't just think, bomb. Think, okay, let's explore it. Look at life as a seesaw. As yeah, a seesaw, think, well, yeah. Yeah, going down here. Because the pivot is in the middle, isn't it? Mm. The balance part. The balance part, yeah. We go from one end to the other. Let's just just not think it's going to be just that. Let's think about this and this, the whole picture of life. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, big picture thinking is is really helpful when people get really stuck inside themselves, isn't it? Just to help them sort of see that they're part of a bigger uh, connection and, uh, you know, the relationship we have with others. And it's really nice to reflect on that with somebody that has you know, a similar kind yeah. of point of view, which is cool. We met each other and, you know, we, you came mm. into my life a couple of years ago through having some, mm. a few lessons and you were preparing for this big show. And so, yeah. you know, you've got that performer side of you. But then after that, I've learned about you having sort of Reiki master and all of that as well. So I've like, yeah. wow, you're, you know, a really sort of hands, sort of spiritual person as well. So, mm. I, I, I mean, anything you want to share about that, I would just be intrigued to know how you ended up doing the music stuff and, you know, what led you down using your voice in a, as, a, as an entertainer as well. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I think I've always been an entertainer. I've always had that entertaining side to me. Now, is it a need to be let's – go, let's, let's go deep. Is it a need to be loved and, and, and uh, favoured um, or, you know, or the showman in you or this just to – to share how you feel with someone so they can see you've got something special, especially if you struggle, mm. if you struggle in life and you've got certain things that um, that people go, oh, that's good, and you think, oh, that's my strength. Mm. But you don't know that at the time. But having backtrack going to my, my father was a musician for years before me and I just remember being a young boy and watching him on stage performing and you don't click that, oh, that's my dad. Mm. You click as an audience member looking at the stage and then almost looking back and thinking, look how it affects people. And it's that energy thing again. It's this, this music is healing all day long. Mm. And, you, and you then get on the stage yourself and you look out and I perform and you are sharing that healing with people. You want them to connect to you. There's yes. nothing better. Absolutely. There's nothing better. And I think I've said this before, sitting on the edge of a stage with your microphone and your band and the show behind you and you're singing a beautiful ballad that's really got a catchy chorus and your audience is singing back to you and you just put the mic down in your lap and you're listening to it as it's oh, going. Oh, yeah. have that connection. There's nothing better than that. Uh, and I think particularly ballads, you know, you, you get that connection with people because they get that feel of it. Fast songs, absolutely, you get more. Yeah, we're more into it. Yeah. But ballads really get home emotionally. And so ballads, it's quite a tricky thing because on the ballad, I always sing it that, I'm right at the very edge of my emotional breakdown mm. because I really want to convey this feeling of the song, the lyrics in that song, to really mean something to people. So you've got to get really close to your emotion to really portray it, to perform it, to connect with people. Yeah. And it's, it's the energy of it. It's, it's that, and it is that healing thing. People associate that, oh, wasn't that lovely? That really, but did it mean something to you? Did it really connect with you? And that's important to me. Yeah, that's yeah. that absolutely shows. I mean, I can't wait for time to come and see you do your thing at some Ooh. stage. You know, <laughs> but like, I, but it, come, it came it came across when we worked together. Anyway, I can see that mm. your you know your your energy was was high and and your mm. um your your love of of the music that you were you know and also yeah. pay be, being very respectful of music as well because we were working on you were doing some tribute work with the work of the the music of Cliff Richard right. 
Yeah. And um, did was that something that came about because you happened to be a fan of him, or did you just happen to like those songs when they were popular? I, or you know, I, how did that I happen? think it was more uh, when I because I uh, see I grew up with my father being a musician, so I I can l- sing a whole huge album full of songs that my dad did originally, mm. like Ink Spots number numbers, and you'll think I've never heard of the Ink Spots. Sorry, a vocal group, yeah, <laughs> okay, Ink Spots. A vocal group, um, you know pre the doo-wop sort of idea okay um fantastic every single song of the ink spots and they were fantastic vocal group every song started boom 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 every song oh wow and they would be doing all these fantastic songs and you think oh, it's just amazing and it's the simplicity of it mm. it's so simple but beautiful so i grew up with that my father doing that and and all jazzy numbers and uh, Django, Reinhardt, and all these sort of things, and, and let's see, Glenn Miller sort of stuff, swing stuff, all the jazz. So you got your Frank Sinatra, you got your D Martin, who I've always thought was much better than Frank Sinatra. I'm sorry, I have to no, say, because he had a lovely <laughs> that kind of feel. Frank, I always found Frank very sharp in his rah, very rah, rah, rah kind yes. of singing. Yeah. Whereas um, Dean was very, you know. Everybody loves somebody sometimes. Mm. That kind of feeling. It's, it's quite dreamy, schmoozy, isn't it? schmoozy. Yeah, yes, but it's, it's, but it's lo- lovely. Yeah, it is it's lovely. Nice. It's, it's so, soothing. It's, you know, he, he could sing the menu, as they yeah. say, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I think so, beautiful voice, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and so everything he would do, he just he could sing the menu in a restaurant and it would sound fantastic. So I grew up with all these sort of things my father did and I, I got to do it. And then, and as the music's going along, you learn other songs, you hear other songs. Again, into the Cliff Richard thing now, more the music than the man at the yeah. start because I was hearing these beautiful songs and, you know, and I just think these are great songs. Um, many of them simple but great songs, but, and particularly, again, the ballads, you know, lovely ballads. And I just thought I really like these songs. I got really into it. Mm. And um, and I thought I just want to pursue that. I mean, there's other artists, of, of course, I mean, obviously, in, in the 50s and that it was Presley which is my favourite artist of all time not going to argue no one can change that from my view mm-hmm. um, but the Cliff stuff because I found it very I suppose easy to do and in, enjoyable and very um, um, yeah, just really uh, connecting kind of music because there's so much love of that kind of music in a lot of the shows and the groups I go to so it's um, and I sort of carried on doing that and it just went on and then obviously I got to you <laughs> And we had to sort out a show. Um, and um, I just really, I actually really love your uh, your way, your energy. And I, it, sorry, I'm changing it around to you now because I can. You can. Because when we, when we first met, I hadn't met you before. And, and in the meeting, I think we dressed up, didn't we? We had hats on. Do you recall? We popped, <laughs> I've got and hats I just all thought, around my studio. Yeah, yeah, no. But the lovely thing about that, see, this is what I love, is because it's so relaxing. It allows you to allow your natural performer to come out. I've had lessons in the past, no names, from uh, a very, very, very well-known um, London theatre teacher. Um, and it never felt like that at all. I always felt like it was a school teacher. Oh, okay. Whereas with you, I felt it was like my best friend helping me out. Oh, I'm and glad. That's, that's, that's lovely, Ian. Thank you. Mm, but that's the thing. It's, you've got to feel comfortable because it's, it's, it's a really emotional, connected thing you're doing. Mm. And you really want to portray it. Uh, as well as you as you can as, as well as you feel yeah and uh, so when you're in a, an environment where you feel really comfortable 
it just allows it to happen. That's a, it's a playful space. I always try to describe my studio. Whether I'm, I mean, I haven't had a client in here over, in over a year mm. and it hurts in a way because, you, you know, I love working with people actually in the yeah. room. And, but I have to say what going online has been, thankfully, really, really, it has worked for me. I know it hasn't worked for everybody, yeah. but it has worked. And um, being able to sort of spread my my way of working out a bit more globally now has, has been yeah, yeah, incredibly yeah. rewarding. And I, I just get so excited. I'm like, Oh, I've got a client in Florida. Ah, I just go like, no, and it's no, just it's great. great, but it's just, it's fun to just make connections with people all over the place. And I like, that's what on, being online has, has allowed us to do, which has been great. And I haven't, you know, I wouldn't be able to see you in, not in the flesh. It's not the same night now, no. but I can see no. you and connect with you as well, which is lovely yeah. to say. When we spoke a few weeks ago and we were talking about energy and stuff and I had mm. no idea, uh, you know, that you, were, that you were a Reiki master. It just sort of came up, didn't it? We were in conversation. Yeah. And this yeah. is this this is an area which I've not gone down that route. The moment I've been going down um, sort of bio-tuning and things where I'm using tuning forks mm. and energy and a sort of just I'm, okay. I'm very at the birth of understanding all that and electromagnetic yeah. fields and stuff. But the Reiki stuff really interests me. Having never actually had a Reiki session... Mm. what would that what, what's that like for people because I, I want to book one as soon as but yeah what happens well it's it um it's very different for uh, every single person everybody gets everyone gets something completely different out of it um because it works on all their levels you know mental emotional spiritual and physical so whatever it is the body or the mind needs it will work on yeah. and i I um the simplistic way because obviously it's a hands-on and hands-off therapy. So obviously head, neck, shoulders, um, and then I generally just hover over everything else and then just the ankles to 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 finish off and that. But I hover over everything else, and it's just basically the only way to describe it. I think the best way for me in Reiki is to imagine um the energies coming into your plug socket. Okay. That's what it's doing. It goes into your socket on the wall, right? And then all that happens is that energy's there all the time. And it's a bit, the only way to describe it is I'm plugging myself into it and switching it on and it goes through me. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's how it works. I'm almost keeping myself out of it. I'm just connecting to it and I, and I give it, I pass it, it passes through me. So I'm just the connector. So, and I consider myself no more than just the connector to the universal energy that's out there. Yeah. It's all around us. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so must be so powerful. And when you when you learn to do that, when you if you you know become a practitioner of Reiki, hmm. because it's you're sort of dealing with an invisible force, aren't you? The sort of life force, the energy mm. force. It's an invisible thing, yeah. but it's something. It's, it is palpable the more you tune into it, isn't it? I think I find mm. having whether you call it chi, whether you call it life force, whether you call it energy, whatever it is, it's the it's the light of the human being that, that part of us, mm. body, mind, spirit. Right. So. I guess what I'm feeling with with Reiki just intuitively because I've never had the experience. It's like mm. the Reiki per, the Reiki master can sense where there are sort of blockages in the body or yeah. tightness in the body, pain in the body, yeah, those sorts of things. And like you say, it can be physical pain, emotional pain, but it's stored in the person, if you like, stored in the vessel yeah. that's in front of yeah. you. So when you're working with it, would you feel that you're releasing it or are you energizing it to release it? Is it, are you, cause you, cause what you said there about putting in being a vessel, I'm like, mm. it's coming through you and into them to release. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it's running through and it'll, it'll, it'll go through the body um, and it'll go to where it's needed. 
Yes. The Reiki gives you what you need and it works that way. And, uh, and I see myself as no more than just the connector because it's, it's, it's so easy to go, yes, I'm a healer. Yeah, okay. But the Reiki is the healer. Okay. I'm just there assisting it yeah, to reach you. Yeah, like you're like a vessel. Yeah, yes, I'm not, and I'm no more than that. I, I won't ever have – everyone's different. Everyone, you know, you know might people go, yes, I'm a Reiki healer and I heal people. Well, actually, I don't. It goes through me. It does okay. it for me. Yeah, so I'm just that connector. And I don't see myself as it, – because it's so easy to – it's like anything in life. It's so easy to allow ego to get in the way in life. Mm-hmm. Life can be like that. But, no, I just go there. I connect. And the, the Reiki does the work for me. No, that's wonderful. That's I get really the pleasure lovely. of watching someone really relax down mm. and getting what they need to help them, hopefully through life and through situations. It's great. It's lovely. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's just, oh, I can't wait for a session. I'm really looking forward to it. The only thing I've had similar um, many years ago was I went for a session of kinesiology. Okay. And it was on the recommendation of one of my relatives. We've grown up together. It's a cousin of mine, actually. We've always struggled with our weight in terms mm. of we've put it on, we've lost it, we put it on again, we've lost it. You know, yeah. And we've had children and we've changed sizes over the years. And I don't think either of us are particularly like put a lot of um, worry into that. I've never really worried. You know, I'm married to a man who's loved me at a size 10 and a size 20. I don't, it, it's not an issue mm. really. No. But at the same time, in terms of getting older and wanting to be a little bit healthier and stuff like that, we were both in our 30s then. And she said, oh, I'm going for this session. And she went and she came back and said, it was amazing. She said, I felt mm. something was sort of lifted from me that I'd been carrying around for years. You know, she sort of had this real experience of release. And then she said she had this newfound sort of focus in her in her diet. So I was like, okay, well, I'll see if I can find someone near here. I'll go and give it a go. Mm. And I went and had a session with a lady quite local from, to me here in Colchester. But when I was laying on the table, I found myself conflicted as a, as a mm. receiver because I didn't understand what was being done. Certain parts of the, of the session involved her laying things on top of my body in different places and um and I was you know like fully dressed but I think I had a little blanket over me and um she was tapping me in places like lifting up my arm and tapping and doing sort of different things but I have to say because because I was sort of laying there thinking what's why is she doing that what's that about what do you know because I had so many questions and curiosity Mm. I didn't feel necessarily I was receiving anything at the time I was curious though and I'm trying was relaxed as well relaxed curious Mind still ticking over a bit, thinking, what does that do? What does that, how is that going to work? And, mm. But I was open to it. And at the end of the session, we sat down and spoke to each other. And then I burst into tears. And, mm. and really unexpectedly as well, like I hadn't expected anything to come up. I didn't really understand what the tears were in that moment, I have to be honest. Mm. And, I, and I sort of, you know, you suddenly burst out crying. You sort of go, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know what's wrong with me. And you grab the tissues. Mm. And I did, I did feel a bit flustered because I really didn't understand what was going on. And then I made another appointment, said my farewells, left, got in the car, cried all the way home. I mm. mean, all the way home. I was like, and this was a, I think a good sort of 20 minute journey in the car. I was <laughs> literally mm. all the way home, got home, yeah. had a cup of tea, sat down and thought, what on earth was that all about? Mm. What's your opinion mm. on what happened there? For me, I would say, if, um, from a feelings point of view, 
your logical brain was so in the way of the whole of that session. Wasn't <laughs> yes, it, it probably was. You can constantly thinking, and your mind's going mad, thinking, "What's that for? What's this do? What's happening? What's that?" Yeah, it's like almost like a child saying, "What's that? Why can't I do it? Can I do this? Can I do that?" It's like that. Your logical brain's getting in the way, mm. but your emotional side saying, oh, "At the end, what a release!" Yeah, what yeah. a release. Because see, the thing with obviously all um, healing is different. Reiki healing very much. You can sometimes have a healing. And you feel worse because of it. You think, oh, I feel dreadful. I feel right. And that's because the negativity is coming out of something that you've been holding, that's been tying and holding on to you. And um, and sometimes it can cause that. And sometimes, just like the situation, you know, you've not switched off. Your logical brain's going, no, 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 what's going on here? I want to ask all these questions. Oh, why are you doing that with my arm? Why is this happening? Why is it? Instead of just going, do you know what? I'm just going to let it happen. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes we're not ready for a situation. Yeah, and I think I think so you actually, get the conflicting. I think that brings us right back to where we started as well, because that thing of I did it on the recommendation of someone else having had a positive experience and them saying yeah. you should try this; it'll be good for you. And actually, yeah. at that time in my life, it wasn't the right thing no, for me. So no. yeah. and you wasn't ready for it. No. You was doing it because someone else suggested, it rather than kind because of. you thought I need to do this. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I that, want to try this. Absolutely, I think that it does make all the difference. It does speak to also how when I work with people, when I work with clients, um, mm. you know, my success with them is is fifty is fifty fifty, isn't it? I mean, I can offer my insight into what we can play with if we're working with you know with a song or a voice or something, but ultimately mm. they have to meet you halfway too. And that's yeah. uh, that. I think I'm, I'm glad you said what you did about when we met because that was mm. what I felt straight away was you were ready to play and. And um, mm-hmm. you could you could relax enough to explore things, which is yeah. where that's where you find the good stuff, isn't it? When you relax yeah. enough oh, to explore it, you yeah. know. You yeah, you have to let go, mm. um, and um, and allow yourself to come out to to do what you need to do to get the job done. Mm. To you know, like you know, you're going for lessons. It's like all sorts of things. If you don't, you've got to meet on the same level. The person who's trying to help you. Yeah. Uh, if the person's trying to help you, you've got to meet them. If they're going to go all the way, to, you know, at the top of that mountain to help you, you've got to go up there and join them. Because mm. if you just say, "Oh, no, I'm going to stay down the bottom," I can't really. You're not going to help yourself. Yeah. You're going to you're going to frustrate the teacher who sees so much potential in you. Mm-hmm. You've got so much potential, but you won't let me help you to get it out of you. Yeah. That's frustrating. You know, I can see that frustration. But when you just let go, going straight back to your little lesson, your <laughs> your um. You know your therapy. Just let go. Just yeah. forget the logic. Just forget. Just let it happen. You and you, as you right, you quite rightly say, you learn so much about yourself and what you can do if you just let go. Mm, absolutely, yeah. yeah. People can get very much in their own way, and I think you were saying about ego. That's one of those things that we've. That the yeah. human has to sort of learn to um, mm. see see it for what it is, and mm. and understand how we can get in our own way. But once you yeah. get past that and really start to develop, you know, there's some there's some amazing awakenings that can happen through people's lives. Yeah. I think we've both had similar experiences yeah. where, you you know, life hasn't always been very easy and we don't have to talk about no. the difficult times. But it does, you know, builds resilience in a person. And I think it's when you then you start to see yourself in a bigger picture when you've been through traumatic experiences, don't you? I think with, without a shadow of a doubt, I think. To be honest, you, you've got to fall over enough times to say, you know, I've got to be careful of that piece of ground there. But you'll learn nothing. If you keep falling over and don't learn from it, you'll never move forward in life. Mm. You'll always be stuck. We've all had bad experiences, and bad experiences are dreadful things and really upsetting and sometimes devastating. But they do make you the person you are yeah. in the future. Absolutely. They help you get through. Um, you know, when, when the stuff hits the fan in life, you go, okay, 
I've been here before. I can do this. Mm. And you will. You yeah, will. that build you build you, you get stronger every time that you're you know given something hard to deal with. All day long. Absolutely. Yeah. Now I don't know if you're if you're up for this, Ian, but I would love it if you would share with our listeners um, how you met your lovely wife. I mean, in terms okay. of the story you told me of you met a, a performance you were giving, right? Yeah, yeah, I can tell you. I was on stage doing a show with a band. Um, this would be how many years ago? This is like nearly 16 years ago now. And um, I was just performing and I and you do, you perform and you're, you're, you're doing your thing and you're flirting to your audience, you're <laughs> performing, you're, you're having a good time, you've got good interaction going on. And there's just happened to be this lady out in the audience and I was just singing away, doing my thing. And I looked into her eyes and I thought, oh, I know you. You don't know where, I just know you. There's something, and, and you feel really connected to that person. And then I'm doing a show, and as the show's getting closer to the end, I think, oh, I really must speak to her, I must speak to her. And then as I finish the show, I come off stage, and, I'm, and, and the only way I can describe it is if someone spiritual is on your shoulder, tapping your shoulder, saying, go and speak to her, or you'll never see her again. <gasps> go and speak to her, or you'll never see her again. It's just like that. And it was overpowering overpowering I cannot describe it and I turned round and she was stood right in front of me um and she said hello I said hello um and the rest is history wow. we were married within five months of uh, meeting oh that's amazing and, that's um, so and amazing. she the thing is when she was out there dancing looking up she's thinking oh I know him so, it's so like, we had the same, that connection. And people go on about, oh, you know, soulmates and soulmates, yes, yeah. But when you know, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I cannot describe it in any other way. And you just think it was so enormously powerful. And uh, I just turned around right from it. I thought, you know, this is the person, this is the one. Yeah, it's like that it meant fantastic. to be, meant to be moment. Yeah, because you hear people say, oh, yeah, I don't believe in all that. And that's fine. That's that's absolutely fine. Oh, I believe in but all that. It, but, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> when it happens, you'll know. Or I see you and your wife coming together, you know, a little bit, a few chapters down the line, should we say, a little bit later in your journeys. Mm. It almost feels like you were wise enough in the cosmos, both of you, to make that decision to meet later. Because if you'd have I met think... when you were kids, would it have been the same? No. no, 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 no. We were on different journeys. Yeah. The, the thing is that these things, um, when you meet your soulmate, when you meet that person for you, you've both got to be ready for that meeting. Absolutely. Because because you're on your, if we'd met when we were younger, we both spoke about this, we wouldn't have liked each other because we had different journeys to, to deal with. Yeah. And then when you get to a certain time, the spirits are looking down and going, a bit like um, putting some seasoning on some food through their fingers. They're ready now. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. They're ready now. And then you just and then you just meet. And there you are. But no, had we done met early, we wouldn't have liked each other. We were on different journeys. We had different things going on in our lives. You've got to be ready um, on all levels to meet the right one. Because yeah. sometimes you'll meet them early and you'll recognize someone going up an escalator while you're going down. You think, do I know that person? Maybe not. Mm. Yeah, so I mean, maybe your paths crossed on a train one day. You know, you just say, you know, maybe you, yeah, you know, quite it's possibly. I mean, you know? we've always been very close in terms of uh, geographically, without knowing each other. Wow! So we could have easy paths could easily have crossed 
on the road or wherever at some point because we've been sort of in those locations together at the same time but not nowhere near each other not knowing each other yeah um but i think yeah definitely when you when you the time's right That's the time's it. right yeah I, I mean i agree i mean it's certainly in, t- in terms of the the universe conspiring to help you when you're in need as well right absolutely absolutely yeah yeah, healing you, mm-hmm. getting you, sorting your lives out, and helping you move forward with your lives. You know. So yeah. how's how's life for you right now? How are you? How are you doing? Hunky dory, yeah. Hunky dory, yeah. love it. Yeah, hunky dory, <laughs> good. Haven't done a gig in years. It's fantastic. Oh, isn't it crazy? I know we're all sort of waiting for things to pipe up. You did tell me like your diary's starting to fill up again, so you have got gigs yeah, coming is. up. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's good now. I'm, I'm really really pleased. So yeah, it's um it is what it is. We can't change it, we you know, but um. It'll be fabulous when it comes back. Yeah, definitely. It'll be fabulous. It's going to be really good fun. Fabulous. Now, a question I always ask my guests on the podcast, Ian, is what is vocal freedom to you? It's interesting. I suppose it's being able to express who I am to whoever's around me. Yeah. And to to share my own. Because, you see, I'm I'm into it because I love telling people about my life to help them with theirs. And I, my favourite line with expressing this vocal freedom, if you like, then, if you look at it this way, is they, you hear people say, God, you're, you know, I mean, you use it yourself and it's, it's really humbling, you know, oh, these words of wisdom you come out of here. And all that's to do with I've made so many mistakes. <laughs> Somewhere along the line, you've got to figure it out. And, you, and I try to express all that to people and say, look, the reason I know this is because I made so many mess, messes before. Mm. And I love the the analogy of the T-junction. I don't know if I've told you about the T-junction no, analogy. No, do tell me. A T-junction analogy is basically, and this is everybody, we're driving on our little cars, even if we don't drive, it's an imaginary car, we get to the T-junction of life and we're forever turning left. Ah. Life's not working for us. It's just not working. We keep turning left because that's what we should or must do because that's what people, expectations, what we should do. Got to keep turning left. But then one day you're going to get that junction and go, do you know, this really isn't working for me. I'm going to turn right. So you change where you're going. And so in terms of vocal freedom, I'm giving that to other people because when I was younger, I didn't have a clue, couldn't express how I felt, couldn't interact with people. You figure it out and you go, do you know what? I don't want to be this person, this, because I'm, believe it or not, I'm really shy. (laughs) I'm really, really, really deeply shy. But when I'm talking about subjects like these things and, and life and, and um, um, music and, and who you are, I find that really easy. It's very comfortable. Yeah. And I feel like I'm almost giving something back in a healing sense again to other people to help them on their way. It's, that's, what, that's what this vocal freedom would be to me because pre figuring this out there was no vocal freedom yes yeah and I'll tell you what that that really does speak to me a lot I really feel you on that because whether it's you know through making your own mistakes and learning your own lessons whether it's through things that have been out of your control your you know things that you can't control in your life there's there's sort of like a pathway that can lead you down into anxiety and depression and you can just keep Mm -hmm. going down that road and feeling miserable or you can like you say kind of change direction and make a decision that your life is so important And your connection to yourself is probably the most important thing. When people Mm. lose that connection with themselves, 
and they've been spiraling down, spiraling down, spiraling down. It's like they've got to come back to themselves before they can communicate and connect again with others. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, you've got to have confidence in your own opinions and beliefs because it's so easy to go along with everybody else and go, oh, we're going to do this. Oh, oh, okay, then we'll do that. You've got to do it for yourself. You've got to learn because it's not about just your own mistakes. It's other people's input and what you should be doing. You shouldn't do that. You should do this. But you've got to sort of figure out, okay, would that work for me? Because that might work for you, but what works for me? And you've got to find your own self. Absolutely. And 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 and, and going back to the, you know, how life throws its things at you. And sometimes it's really bad. And, and sometimes it's just um, the situations that you're stuck in. Yeah. Not necessarily about the mistakes you made. But it's other people's mistakes and opinions that have, made, have set you up almost because you haven't done what was true for you. Yeah, absolutely. You've got to go with how you feel and, and what works for you. You've got to... You've got to figure it out for yourself. I mean, everyone's got their opinion, and that's great, but all those opinions might not necessarily work for you. I was just going to share, I was going to say this, I think this comes out in a lot of people when they're in their, you know, you sort of get to a certain age, and sometimes people will think, look back at their lives reflectively and go, well, I only did this because it was kind of what my parents expected me to do, or I did this because it was what everybody expects me to do. You know, it's that that whole idea of the society that we live in everybody's trying to conform and fit in to all these different roles mm. where in actual fact mm. we already belong the moment we arrive coming back to who you were when you arrived I think that's a journey for some people to really reconnect with yeah why you're a human being at this time in this part in, of history what you're yeah. here to achieve what you're here to do there's just so much distraction there's too many things that people waste their time collecting Mm. You know what I mean? Oh, I need a bigger car. I need yeah. a better house. I need a better, yeah. a better that. I need a better holiday. Yeah. I need this. All of those material things don't fulfill mm. a person, do they? And they really no, do. no, not at all. This is this is where it all goes. In my my feelings, is where it all goes wrong because we we worry, concern, and surround ourselves with materialistic things. Mm. And but what does this person really want? What do you? Because you can. Everyone can go out and do whatever they want if they really want to do it. Yeah. Whatever career you choose, whatever you want in life, you can do it. You've just got to really want to. Yeah. And be true to your own desires and dreams, and and um, you've got to put the work in. It, you know, it's. I suppose it's a bit like um, you, you touched on anxiety, depression. Let's depression. Let's think about that for a minute. You know, it's all very well going out and going. Oh, we're in a quick fix society. Let's go out and buy a self help book. Mm. You know, and you'll say to the person a week like, Oh, hey, getting on with that book. Well, I bought it. <laughs> Yeah, but you've done nothing with it. So unless you're prepared to put the work in, you're yeah. not going to move yourself forward. You know, you've got to sit there and say to yourself, well, using the anxiety and the depression thing again, you know, I'm oh, I'm really unhappy. I'm really not very, this is not working for me. That's not working for me. Okay, so what are you going to do about it? Exactly, yeah. I mean, that that yeah. is, I think that is the thing because when people can get into, sort of stuck into victimhood, get stuck into, um, mm. you know, I can't do anything, nothing works for me, you know, that, that sort of um, mindset, very sort of fixed and, and boxed in, I think can happen. That's the bit that needs healing. I see that as that's the bit that, that, needs, mm. that, that needs the healing because it's the thought processes and it's the amount of time that person's convincing themselves that they're stuck and they can't change anything. Mm. Um, of course, yeah. we'll go, you can. It might be incredibly hard and you may need more support, but you can. Yeah. Yeah, you never the trouble is, yeah, this is the thing with a quick fix society. You think, oh, it's so difficult, I can't do it. 
Yes, you absolutely can. But you've got to look at the, the psychology of spinning lots of plates. Mm. You're not going to be able to spin them all because you're going to be going, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't. Oh, how am I going to do this? Forget your plates. Let them all fall to the ground. Mm-hmm. Put one plate up. Yeah. Deal with that one problem. Yeah. Or just when that's been well, let, happy, all, let them all go, go and just one. breathe. Yeah, let them all go. Just, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, absolutely. Just say, do you know what? No. Yeah. Let it fall down. Right. Stop. No more. I'm just going to put one plate up. I'm going to deal with that one problem. Yeah. There you go. I've done that. Tick that. Let's move to the next one. Absolutely. We try and do too much too quickly. We've got too many things going. Oh, I don't know where my, you know, think, oh, I don't know where I am. What am I doing? Where am I, when am I doing it? Just so much going on in your head leave it just don't know and that's when nothing gets done because you're you're too busy flapping right so you need you, yeah, bec- yeah. you do need you're, strategies you're... you need to strategize uh, mm. success needs to be strategized to some degree i mean in terms of you know people that want to be high level performers these days you can't just become one and that's it yeah. you're done you know the, the yeah. strategy and the work and the the planning and and all the team of people that are needed you think you know beyonce isn't yeah. beyonce just by being beyonce is she no, there's a huge number of people to make it happen yeah, for huge you. Huge number of people. It, you know, you you got to look at look at life like making a beautiful meal. You got to, you need a piece of paper and a pen and write down all the ingredients you need to make that meal. Mm. You can't wing it. Go, oh, uh, yeah, sorry about the, the spaghetti bolognese. I forgot <laughs> to make the bolognese sauce. Yeah, you, know? but you need to do that, and and you need all those things, and like. Music, okay, what do I need? I, I, I'm going to go out and perform at shows, so I'm going to need a microphone, I need the cables, I need the PA system. What sort do I need? Okay, so I need to explore what sort I need. I need to speak to the right people yes, and get the right information and speak to the right people who are going to get me the right equipment that I need for me spe- uh, specifically to do what I need to do. Absolutely. And that yeah. is that is po- um, that proactive, that that yeah. positive um, mindset of I can do, we'll yes. get things done. We'll get things Absolutely. done. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it is, it's yeah. very much your attitude, isn't it? It's having a positive mindset and a positive attitude that gets you through. Yeah. And it, it doesn't feel so hard then. You can just show up. It's just yeah. here I am and this is what I know and yeah. this is what I do. Yeah. Um, you're Ask not, the right people. Yeah. And you're not battling battling the tide, for want of a better word. You know, like some people are trying to swim mm. the wrong way in terms of it's, yeah. it's trying all the time yeah. to, to do something yeah. where you go, just yeah. go with the flow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's absolutely right. But you're, yeah. you're, it's exhausting. If you're trying to swim against it, it's really exhausting and you'll get tired very quickly. Yeah. And you've got to go, do you know what? And you just got to stand up and go, well, hang on a minute, let's spin that one plate at a time. Yeah, you know, let's deal with the one problem. Deal with deal with the problems that can be dealt with, and then go on to the ones that are going to be problem, but do one at a time. Yeah, because the ones you can do the ones that are simple. Oh, I'll do this, get this problem out of the way, get this out of the way. Now you've given yourself some confidence that you know you can move forward and deal with these problems. If you try and deal with everything at once, it's impossible. Absolutely. If you've got multiple holes in a dam, you're never going to be able to plug them all. You've got to deal with one at a time. You know, Absolutely. because it, and then you actually get the right people involved to help you. Oh, well, I'll do this one. You do that one. So you got a support network of people that are going to help you through life. It's finding the right people. Yeah, very much so. I'm yeah. so, so glad that we found each other when we have, because I feel like we're going to yeah. keep, it's going to be easy for us to keep having these uh, contemplative conversations, I think, throughout our, yeah. our uh, I was going to say twilight years, but none, neither of us are that old, Jay, are we? We're right. It's a great, it's a great song. <laughs> twilight time it's it's lovely it's very but you're very easy to talk to thanks you know that's the thing so it's nice it makes it nice and uh it's fun and um and um and a huge array of subjects i know right 
What does your voice mean to you? What does my voice mean to me? Ah, let me explain it this way. Some years ago, when I started singing, I got nodules. I cannot explain the devastation of getting nodules and thinking that was that. Mm. And, um, and, and the anxiety of going to shows and thinking about this problem, knowing that you can still sing, I see in speech therapists, you know, you can still sing, but you're losing confidence. And as you're driving to the show, your voice starts going more like this. Oh, and that's because you're creating it. You're creating this anxiety. And so by the time you get to the show, you start doing that sort of thing for no reason other than your, your body's going, oh, we're really nervous about what's going on here. And, and it's a terrible thing. But then I went to see her, I went to hospital to have these nodules sorted out. Mm. I saw a, a fantastic surgeon whose name has gone from my head. He was all dressed up in these blues and twos. Oh, yes. <laughs> Lovely <Love> terminology. <laughs> Came down to me. I was just about to... Um, I was in my fantastic socks, beautiful pants and my little cover. Oh, lovely. Ready to go on the trolley. Yeah. Very glamorous, very glamorous. <laughs> and he said to me, um, he came straight into me just before he said to the operation, he said, you don't need this operation. Ah. You don't need this operation at all. Okay. He said, if you have some therapy, some speech therapy and that, that will really help you. Mm. Don't have the operation. Oh, wow. They really didn't want... Don't, it may never be the same again. He yeah, said. I mean, there is a risk of scar tissue if you have nodules. And he here, said, so, yeah. honestly, you can therapy my them. honest opinion, he said, don't have the operation. Brilliant. He said, pack yourself up and walk out in the hospital. That's amazing. So I packed myself up and all the um, the porters come in ready to take me down. For the like, nope, I said, going home. No, nope, no, nope, I'm going home. And that changed so much. And the enormous relief of not having to have this and that terrible thought of, of losing what you love, mm. that voice, knowing that it will never be the same again because there are some disasters that generally oh, work fine. But if you don't need it, I'd really consider that because you're working off an ENT opinion. Yeah. Have this, you know, you know, have the operation, that will sort it right out. Yeah, but not if you don't need it mm. because a lot of it was, it was speech therapy and belief that you can get through it because the moment we are our worst enemy. Mm. we are our worst enemy oh i can't do it i can't i'm gonna fail i'm gonna fail we're the worst so of course as soon as you've got a problem vocally um and it's your art form is singing and you love to sing i love to sing that you may not be able to do it again or you you as you say as i say going to a, a, a gig you get to the gig and now your voice is getting really like this and you're on stage and you think am i going to get through the next line of this song let alone the two and a half hour show it's an awful thing. Mm. It's awful. But to actually realise how much your voice means to you and how much you want to protect it and look after it and and, and go forward with it and have this, <laughs> this fantastic surgeon say to me, don't have the operation, just pack your stuff up and go. And uh, and that's where I met Helen. Yes. Funny enough. Yeah. I met Helen, a yeah. mutual friend. And um, clever, clever, clever lady. And uh, I've never looked back. Yeah. That's and great. then, of course, Helen, clever, clever. She was so clever, she introduced me to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's lovely. And as I say, the rest is history. So yeah. um, my voice is the most important thing in the world to me because not just for me, but to my audiences mm. because I want to share my, my – I don't like using the word talent. 
but we just call it uh, um, given by the spirits yeah, to heal. Yeah, it's like your energy. I'd rather use that. Yeah, I'd yeah. Love, because that's really important to me. You know, and I'll go back to the ballad thing again. When I'm singing a ballad, as I'm singing a line of that ballad, I'm thinking in my head, in the back of my head, how can I make this next line really hit home to people in the audience? And I think like that the whole time I'm doing it. Yeah, it's, the, mes- get- it's the message of yeah. the music, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and going back to the line earlier about being right on the edge of your emotional, well, you're going to fall off the edge of that, um, whatever it is, the hill, the mountain, the, the top of the stairs, you're going to fall. You're very close to that emotional disaster where you just fall in floods of tears because you need that in yourself to really hit home to people what this song is about how it connects to you and how it will help you that's wonderful and it's it's i cannot say that way if i was to ever speak to young singers i'd say the same things to them yeah connect really well with how you feel about the song what does the song mean to you Mm. what does that line what does that what does it mean to you because if you just sing it and it means nothing yeah you're sharing nothing with it but if you really think about the lyrics and what they mean to you you know, because we've all had terrible things, we've all had loss and all this, and it's really important to really connect with people with that. And the long and short of it is that it means the world to me. Yeah, it really does. I can see that and feel that from you too. Mm. With your moment there, where you were really thinking about, you know, seeing yourself on the edge of the stage singing a ballad, is there a particular song that comes to mind that you remember having a moment with with your audience or a favourite? You know, so just um, oh, I'm going to get upset now. Um, oh. There's times when I've sung particular songs. Um, oh no, I might depress people if I start talking about sad things. So okay. I try and keep it balanced. My I had a my dog that was really ill, and we had to put him down, unfortunately, in the morning. And then I had to drive all the way up the country to do a theatre show. Oh gosh! And yeah, and contractually, you understand? Yeah, yeah, I do understand. No, that. I'm sorry, you will be sued if you don't go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so did the show, and I there was a, a, a and I sang. Oh, I'm going. Um, sorry, I'll be that's back. Okay, in the, that's all right. You'd let, um, let it. Let it was a, a cliff show, yeah. and the song was "The Minute You're Gone." The minute, oh gosh, yeah. That, well, that's I can see even in the title. <laughs> yeah, that that is that, you know that's that's um, yeah. something that yeah. would have come up completely. Yeah, yeah, Do you know what we um, just to, to give you a chance to recover there? Gethin and I did a gig the, the day his father died, mm. um, and again, it was that situation we. It was too late to cancel and we would have, I mean, apart from the fact I was in a band with five others, they would have all lost the income as well. Um, We went and we did put it to, you know, you do this thing where you can sort of put it to side and be a professional and you you get on with it. Absolutely. And I know without a doubt you would have been fully professional. But there Mm -hmm. were still moments perhaps in that show where the lyric, because you are... Mm. sharing your your voice your story and well of course if we had it well, I can't remember particular songs that night because I was on a bit of a a bit of an autopilot to not plug in so much because obviously yeah, you separated you sli- yeah, yeah you've got to slightly separate yourself I think when you are very particularly highly emotional anyway mm. but yeah I do I can completely you know feel how that that would have been a, mm. an absolute moment mm. you know well you know well done for getting through that that must have been mm. you do as you say experience. you do have to um, it doesn't affect the show. No one will ever know because you'll still be, <laughs> yeah. but that's because we're performers. Yeah. That's our job. Yeah. You know, um, you know, you wouldn't get a bricklayer going, oh, I can't, I can't lay your bricks today because I'm feeling a bit down. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's it. Just, yeah. no, we'll just get on with it, don't you? Yeah. you it's a workmanlike performance. Yeah. It's, it's like egos. As I say, we've all got egos. We've all got egos. When I walk from the edge of the curtain to on the stage, there's no ego. In me. Yeah. It's just a sharing of, of what's going on. 
And so you just focus on doing what you do. Um, you walk off the stage, you pick up your ego as you go. You go <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Don't take, Sometimes never, when you take it off, you don't want to pick yeah. it up again anyway. <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah. But and never walk with it on your, on your stage. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you can't. You, through you. Exactly. And that's not, you're right. And that, that, those are the performers perhaps that we don't connect with because it's mm. all, it's too much focused on about them. It's not a yeah, sharing experience. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm it's, with you it's, on that. It's absolutely not the performer. I, I, I can't speak for others, but for me personally, it's not me. It's never about me. It's about what can I do to just make your evening and your worries just seem that little bit less just for tonight. And that, do you know and what? I think that, that really helps um, people coming up that will be listening that are new mm, at singing and new at performing and perhaps, you know, they haven't mm, got the experience um, that you have mm, is that mm, when you when you make it not about you, mm, that's another really helpful way to control your nerves as well. Yeah. Because you're not you're not carrying it on, and it all the pressure that people tend to feel when it's when, mm. when I see them get getting nervous is because it's all about them and yeah. what they and what they're scared about what other people are going to think. They're scared about yeah. being judged. They're scared about it going and all the fear. And I'm going, that's your fear. Whoa, whoa, whoa! This is the time for you to let that all go and get on. So obviously, yeah. I know it's not that easy. We do yeah. <laughs> we do other things to get through that, but it is that understanding that as a performer, you are. A vessel and you're you're communicating and you're yeah, the vessel again you're, yeah mm. i think it goes a vessel cosmic flow i just keep going to all those things no no i love that. it no it's, it's it's absolutely correct yeah. absolutely correct it's you know you know there's you're gonna get people i don't get as i say i don't get nervous about going on stage when i had any anxiety about nodules that was different that's a yeah. totally different thing that's not stage that's, fright. that's understandable I, I mean yeah i didn't yeah. yeah i didn't have i've not had that i don't get that i had stage fright the very first time i went on stage when i was knee high to a grasshopper I'm not sure that counts though no, it doesn't really count. <laughs> um but then you but not it's not stage fright where you think oh, i'm gonna fall to pieces can't remember the words and it yeah. all goes horribly wrong it's just like Okay, I'm here then. Well, yeah, it's, like, um, it's my it's turn. That. It's my yeah, it's my turn yeah. now. I've got to go do my oh, thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and it, it's just uh, it, it's like a lot of things. As long as you prepare, I mean, the musician saying is uh, rehearse, 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 and rehearse some more. <laughs> just get that right, but perform the performance. Yeah. Don't just know your songs because it's so easy to just stare at the microphone while you're singing. And not connect. But it's, it's so really boring important. for the audience, isn't it? Yeah, it's so boring. That's oh, yeah. the learning. You know, it's very hard for someone who's new doing this. Mm. It's a lot of pressure. It's oh, it enormous is. pressure. Enormous. Because the moment someone tells you you're really good, oh, now I've got to keep really good. So, uh, you know, nerves on stage. Yes, you're going to get, some people get nerves on stage. But if you're naturally a nervous person on stage where you think, oh, I'm really not dealing with this, let it work for you. Mm. Let your nervous energy work for you. Yeah, that's you a know, good way around, yeah. You know, I can tell you so many people, one in particular, no names, a fantastic um, performer from the 60s, very famous band. I'd be at the backstage with him. He'd be a complete nervous wreck. Yeah. Absolute in pieces. Mm. As soon as he steps foot out in that curtain, there's a different hat on him. Mm. And he, you would never know. Yeah. It's like, how do you do it? Making the nerves work for you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. your nerves are not in control of you. You're in control of them. Let them work for you. Yeah, that no, that that adrenaline and taking it on the stage and yeah. embracing your audience. Just I think it's having yeah. the having the the courage to be vulnerable and the the courage yeah. to to put yourself out there. Um, that mm. takes it does take experience. And then obviously, yeah. the more you do it, the more you give. The more you give, yeah. the more you get. You know, it, it yeah. really does come through. 
um, yeah. how much of a, a true entertainer and a true performer yeah. you are. Yeah, just across. just have a good laugh before you go on stage. Yeah. To get rid of all that mad energy, all that that ner- if you if you're that sort of person, if you're a nervous person, if you're prepared, if you're properly prepared and you know you're prepared and you really can't do any more in terms of preparation for it, just have a laugh before you go on stage. Just relax yourself. In fact, go out into the audience and join in with the fun. Yeah. yeah join yeah. in with what's going on. Have a laugh, have a sing song, have a dance out on the stage. It's a great uh, sorry, not stage, way. on the dance floor. Yeah, yeah. Just to relax yourself down. I used to do that in sound checks, actually, because we used to get to yeah. the, cause sometimes with bands, you know, you get to the venue, you're setting up, there's still people in the venue. You've got to set up around them. And uh, I quite often do that because I had a cordless mic. So I'd go off into the bar and yeah. be like singing doing a sound check from the bar and just yeah. like chatting to people yeah. in the uh, honestly in the club and just, stuff you know if you bring some humor into it because you remember you're entertaining that's your job yeah i can remember we was in um doing a very big show in holland and uh, it was a huge hotel complex and i've done this so many times it's like oh here he goes again i'll jump off the stage i run down the side of the stage through the bar, around the very back of the hotel and come in the, the exit at the back and oh, still yeah, be yeah. singing in time after the solo. Oh, that's brilliant, brilliant. And then with yeah. the audience and, and just pop up and sit next to someone in one of the chairs and just say, oh, oh I like that, and carry on singing. <laughs> yeah. Because you're entertaining, that's your job. Yeah. And if you're if you're a, a little bit, you know, if you're the sort of person that gets nervous, have a laugh, have some fun. Yeah. You know, I would su- honestly suggest go out and do as, you know, if you're young, if you're new, Go out and do as much karaoke as you can, but have a real laugh with it. Yeah. Bring some friends and and don't do it seriously. Yeah. Do it like it's a it's daft. It's really silly because it's such an icebreaker for your nerves. You'll get so used to it. You know, it's like people that do um who have to do new jobs, for instance, to change the subject a bit and become a manager. Oh, I never managed people before. Go and do some stand-up. Go and do some little five-minute little things. Crazy, be, you know, mad. You think, oh, I can't do that. No, do it. Relax yourself. Get used to talking in front of people. Yeah. Do all the things that make you scared, but do them, make it fun. Yeah. So that when you get on stage, you're already halfway there. Yes, brilliant. But definitely stay in the audience and and get the feel. Because if you're sitting sitting backstage, you think, oh, you don't know what's going on. You're not part of what's going on. Go out around the front and just sit in the audience, have a laugh, have a dance, have a chuckle, meet people, and then go back around and do your show. Oh, I bet you've had some amazing shows. And, you know, I'd love to have a bit of fly on the wall. But your audiences, if they're coming to see you doing like a, a sort of cliff tribute, do they treat you like your cliff or anything? Do they sort of like you got old ladies, sh- you know, throwing pants at you and stuff? I don't know. Uh, no, <laughs> no, actually, probably he never because, had. <laughs> no, because I've never, I've never tried to be. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is what goes on. Uh, for me, I've never tried to be that person. It's yeah. more of a, a respect for the music. Yeah. And but I like to bring humour into it and have a laugh with them and that. You know, um, I guess my my fun enough to show that you and I prepared for. Yeah. When we did, you know, we'd finished, I'd done the last song and they're all calling for more mm. and I'm backstage in all my gear. Yeah. But then I sort of walk through the stage, as it were, in the curtains and I'm pretending to put my jeans on I'm <laughs> like this. And I'm going, no, go home, go home. <laughs> like, so you, you, they're just giggling their heads off. Yeah. You've got all your gear on, but you're trying to pretend you put your jeans back on. Yeah, yeah. Go home, go home, yeah. no, do no one, no, go home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they love that. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. But that's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah. And, and that you makes know? you memorable as well. And they'll want to see you again. It's so important to engage with your audiences and 
Yeah. You know, if you want to build a following and have repeat business, yeah. you've you've got to have, you've got to enjoy the work. And I think, you're, yes. when, like you say, when you've seen some people in the old, like the olden days, when you were young, little, mm. um, you can see professionals. You get an impression what they're like from seeing them on on telly or on stage as an mm. audience member. But if you mm. could actually step behind the curtain and mm. and speak to the person behind the scenes, they're very often not not the persona that they may have been putting on in their performance, aren't they? The people never are. Yeah, never absolutely. Are. There's very few people that um, are, are the same, uh, you know, off stage as they are on, mm. you know, very few. And, um, but, but, but then talking about artists, you know, and the fun factor, I, I bring the D Martin thing in again, because he's, he's just, he's got that, you know, he's naughty. <laughs> he's a naughty boy. He's a cheeky chap. And that comes across. Yeah. And I think that's really a lovely thing. It really connects with the audience because you know you're going to have fun. Yeah. You know you're because it's that little look in their eye. And you know they're going to be naughty. Yeah. And, and that's what we want. Fun. We want a bit. Yeah. We want. we want naughty. It's not offensive. It's not anything like It's just fun. It's just, it's just, and, and daft fun is great. I love daft fun. Me too. Daft fun is brilliant. And you want a night out where you go out and you have a cackle laugh and you, you know, you have a great time and you go home and you tell your friends, yeah. you know, let's do this again next time he's in All town. day long. Yeah. All day long. Yeah. Oh. And yeah, look, I really do enjoy just connecting with you and, and us yeah. batting it back and forth. And we so much, yeah. I think, come from the same place. Yeah, That's how I see I it. So. Yeah, doubt. you called Without me your soul doubt. sister the other day, and I welled up. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually my, did. That's when... it. Yeah, that's, that's it. My spiritual sister. Yeah, thank you, my spiritual you. brother. Love it. All right, darling. Your star. All right, you must have, too. A, have a great day. Thanks, right. lovely. Cheers. Bye. 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 Thank you for joining me on the Vocal Freedom Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the episode, and we'll move into your day with a bit more vocal freedom feeling that you can express using your voice and let the world hear what you have to say. Visit colchestervoiceacademy.com forward slash podcast. Sign up to be kept informed as new episodes are published and consider joining our online community. Membership to this will allow you to post questions to our guests, link you to show notes, social media links and entitle you to exclusive offers from our guests. See you next time.